0: Hey, that's um that's pretty good. Enough to be happy with the Raptors with a win 132 to 120 in the first of their doubleheader against the Charlotte Hornets. Not doubleheader as in they're playing right now, but doubleheader as in they have another one against the Hornets on Thursday. They're in town for two. A win here. Very important. This streak is officially on. Two wins in a row. And this was the Raptors' best half-court offense game of the season and by some measure i think cleaning the glass had it at almost 117 points per play Um, i believe their second highest is 108 points per play Um, this was a very very good game the raptors took almost half their attempts from three in this one they shot like 46 percent on those threes really really hot shooting game and from a number of guys og and just scorching hot in this one six for seven from three Gary is 4 for 10. Pascal, 2 for 6, isn't anything to write home about. But it's about where he's averaging on the season, 34%, with a little bit higher volume. Precious, 3 for 5, that's a big deal. So the Raptors, and carried heavily by OGs, 6 for 7, of course, but they hit 23s in this game. A season high, they moved the ball quite well in this one. And uh, yeah, they win a game. Defense, not very good. But uh, the bench, a lot better than it's used to being. Uh, more offensive rebounding than they've been accustomed to lately a bunch of nice things happening offensively the defense of course not sterling at all in this game but 132 to 120 the raptors win and yes this is of course the raptors reaction podcast i'm your host samson folk and this is brought to you by goldfinger law and shout out to goldfinger law you know why because you only pay if you win and that's obviously very advantageous because if you lose Typically, you're not in a very good position to be paying. So it's nice that that is the case. If you want to contact them, 416-730-1777. Some housekeeping before we talk about this game. That's why I front-loaded some of it at the start. Um, February 7th, Rivoli, 7 p.m. Myself, many other people will be doing a live podcast where we are talking about development, trades, the trade deadline, the vibes of the team, a bunch of the play not players, a bunch of the, uh, the writers that you know and love will be there to talk about basketball. Myself, I will be heavily featured in uh, the conversations. It'll be a really fun night of doing that. If you've ever wanted to come talk basketball with me, that is the best way to do so. I will be there until Rivoli closes, if people want to talk to me until that point in time. And whoever else is coming, uh, just go to RaptorsRepublic.com. It should give you a prompt to check that out. So stay tuned with that. Okay, the Raptors, one thirty-two to one twenty, their best half-court offense game. A bunch of offensive rebounding, hitting threes. It was, although, against the lowly Charlotte Hornets, eleven and thirty, I believe, coming into this game, one of the worst teams in the league. That is quite a caveat in in the in this situation. The Raptors now eighteen and twenty-three. Charlotte, 11 and 31 now. We'll see what happens going into next game. But if the Raptors are in the midst of turning it around, if this is the start of something, it can't go any other way. They just have to win against Charlotte. And if we're 17 games down the road, they've com- completely turned things around, you would look at this and say they found something over the past few games. It was good to beat Charlotte and get on a roll. Precious Sechua said that that was important. Fred VanVleet said that that was important. Nick Nurse said that that was important. It's of note. What else was of note? Scotty Barnes, once again. Now, the stat line is a little bit quieter, but I think it's just awesome to see because he can score the ball. Everybody knows Scotty Barnes can score the ball, and he's going to find ways to do that. Teams are going to adjust to the way he's been playing. And, you know, I, if I was another team, I don't know if I would be comfortable playing that, that sink on him. This is what I'll be writing about. So subscribe to RaptorsRepublic.com, by the way. Read this tomorrow morning or the morning of if you're listening in the morning. And uh, yeah, read about that. I'll have film explanations, all that kind of stuff. But Scotty has been making great decisions against these sunken defenses, using his body to screen, using his great reads as a passer to move the defense and keep pace. And then some shot making in there as well. Some quotes, some video, all that type of analysis. uh, RaptorsRepublic.com. Subscribe. Anyway. He was great to start the game. I thought that he brought the Raptors into a nice pace. They moved th- through their offense beautifully. He was a massive part of that. Additionally, the three-point shooting was too. Um, some offensive rebounding from Scotty, spraying the ball around, the dribble handoffs in the middle of the floor, moving the Raptors around. Gary Trent Jr., OGN Inobi, um, Fred VanVleet to some degree. Everybody getting downhill, making the next pass, You know, c- carrying the advantage. Very nice to see. A very nice start in this game defensively they allowed 10 of 11 shooting for the hornets to start this game off that is not good the hornets sure they hit some tough threes um myself and lewis assman sitting on press row kept saying every time terry rosier touched the ball that he was turning down easier shots for harder ones and still making all the hard shots. Anybody who watched this game will know exactly what I'm talking about. He was on fire. He was incredibly creative and also incredibly ridiculous as a decision maker. He, he had an abundance of points and, and a, an abundance of shot making. Only the high hanging fruit for him. The Hornets mirrored some of that. They shot better than maybe they're used to. But on top of that, there was some really dependable pick and roll offense for the Hornets that the Raptors probably should have been able to shut down that they weren't. You know Mason Plumley getting to 21 points, seven boards, three assists. Jay Roseier, as I said, 33 points, five boards, five assists, and Lamelo 24, four and 14. So they got downhill all the time, and this is what Steve Clifford talked about prior to the game, is that and and what Nick Nurse talked about as well. Nick Nurse was um, fearing to some degree, I think, the drive and kick game of the Hornets, and for the right reasons. If the Raptors didn't have the offensive game that they did in this one. They would have lost handily, obviously, allowing 120 points is no, it's its, uh, it's not good for the Raptors who don't often score this much. And, and Steve Clifford also said this was something that they're looking to do that they have to maintain and that he thought the team that got into the paint more in this game um, off the drive would be the one that wins. Perhaps the Hornets were the, the team that got there more often in this one. But I tell you this much, the Raptors hung around in the paint for those offensive rebounds significantly more than Hornets, too. Um, the bench lineups, especially like Precious and, and Boucher, at uh, Coloco as well, a, a threesome that was very, very intriguing, a very intriguing trio. And um, getting to a, on the offensive glass, finishing at the bucket, hitting some threes as well, right? Keeping the Hornets at arm's length when the starters are are out of the game. and And notably, Pascal's play plays just shy of 36 Scotty plays 30 OG plays 30 Gary plays 31 Fred plays 32 in a game they've won this is the best the numbers the minutes have looked in quite some time and the numbers adjoining them are very very good OG with the really hot shooting of course he had you know a high a high scoring game 22 points not incredible for him but a very nice game Pascal with 28 8 and 7 just Dominated when he had the space, passed out when he didn't playmaking galore, right? Um, I believe the stat queen Kirthika uh, on Twitter she pointed out that Scotty had seven assists that were all three pointers, and Pascal had seven assists, six were out to three pointers. So, of note, Gary with 24 points, two boards, one assist, two steals, one on Jaden McDaniels that or sorry, Jalen McDaniels that he hounded a man and it looked like he got beat. Then he got back into the play, it was just very impressive. Fred. A quiet game as a shot maker for most of it. A passenger on some possessions and then a guy who's moving the Raptors through their actions, moving the ball to where it needs to be, finishing with 11, 7, and 8. He was one of eight for a large portion of this game. Hit his last two threes, finishes three of 10, and two big threes. It really helped, he and OG with their shot making, helped the Raptors run away with this late. They won the fourth quarter by by 10 points. They won by 12. The closing the closing minutes were very important and the Raptors didn't win it um, necessarily by getting stops, even though I think they had six stops in a row. not Well, not at the end of the game. They had a nice stretch in the game where they had six stops in a row, but it was the shot making for the Raptors. They won with offense in this one, obviously. And I really, I do credit... Obviously, the Raptors finding something in the pick and roll, the drive and kick game, starting with Pascal Siakam quite a bit of the time. But the, you know, like that hot potato thing or like tiki-taka, many, you know, whether you call it soccer, football, whatever, people are aware of that type of play style where like the ball is moving really quickly. It's about motion within the players. It's about motion off ball. It's about moving the ball and letting the ball do the work. This isn't particularly... That's not new for a lot of sports. It's it's a saying for a reason, whether it's passing in in American football, gridiron, right? Or whether it's soccer, European football, the world's football, right? Or or basketball, hockey even, like move the puck, let the puck do the work. This is something that is very, very universal in sports. And the Raptors did that tonight, not only letting the ball travel as passers, but letting the ball travel as in they're shooting from far away. of their attempts tonight came from behind the line and uh, they finished making 23s and they also finished with 32 assists. These are very high numbers for this offense. Every once in a while, sure, it comes into an ISO for Pascal Siakam and Pascal got to the line nine attempts. He drew some fouls in those situations where the game slowed down and, and that's very important for him to be able to score in those scenarios. But the pace of the game was really, really good for them. Getting on transition, of course. But as I said, this was their best half court performance obviously buoyed by offensive rebounding and by shooting, but I can't help but feel that Scotty Barnes really helped set the pace of this game and the Raptors being able to toss it into him is a super big deal. And um, I'm excited that he can do so many things, obviously, but most importantly that for now, this is a really great look for him. Uh, Really awesome game. Even though the numbers are small, I thought he was awesome on offense. Defense is a different thing. For everybody in this one, quite frankly. The bench, I think, deserves a ton of love. Coloco, six points, eight boards, two assists. Just a mammoth presence at the rim. He's gotten really quite good. Uh, Even just, he's not not a, a good NBA player yet. He's going to be. And, and it's not a slight to say he's not a good NBA player yet. It's a really high bar to clear. You'd have to be in the top half of the league probably, right? To say somebody's good or or above average or whatever, but he'll get there someday. But he's these are good minutes he's giving you because he's he's a second-round pick. He's coming into these games. He's playing a scheme that isn't necessarily the friendliest to him, but he's, he's finding ways to work within it. He's got great sense to get back to the rim. There was like, I don't know if his Wancho's block, Or Coloco's block, they both had one. It looked like a double block, but he rotated back. He was so impressive after showing like near the free throw line. Got him at the rim. Uh, Some of the finishing around the basket has gotten better. He's more aggressive in there. He he still needs to probably get a couple calls, but many rookie bigs don't get those. It's par for the course. But all in all, very, very impressed with his game. Played a lot of zone as well. Um, In the middle, it was Precious, Chris, and Coloco playing. A a ton of zone in this game. Christian, Chris, Precious. Very impressive. And Precious, like, the three-point shooting is awesome. It's very nice to see that come around. He shot 45% on his catch-and-shoot threes from the all-star break until the end of last season, and he took more catch-and-shoot threes during that stretch than Gary Trent Jr. did uh, per 36. They were very, very similar in the 25 minutes versus, I think, 37 minutes that he he and Gary played. That's a massive part of this team's success and and something I've talked about that most people have talked about that the Raptors even becoming like a a decent team this season, finishing the season above 500 or even this stretch to the end of the season, the next 41 games or so right above 500 in that stretch, Precious Achua just has to factor in in a big way. He's such a talented defender, even though he's been inconsistent since returning, the defense has been extremely good not not every game but most stretches he's in they have really promising defensive stretches he's he's massive on that end what he has done though is offensively introduce an insane amount of chaos and he doesn't quiet anything down he hasn't had the shot making to support anything really but in this game he did and he also had some of that classic chaos where the ball like kind of scrambles out to him he tries to step through the lane Somebody strips it. It goes up into the air. He catches it on the move after having it stripped from himself, doesn't put the ball down again, and just dunks over the people waiting at the rim. Like Those are the crazy, chaotic plays that Precious typically brings. Lewis will be writing about him, raptorsrepublic.com, subscribe. But it's just nice to see him get back into the flow of things. 13 minutes, almost 14 minutes in this game. Everybody and their mom, we want to see that going north of 20. Even Nick Nurse has talked, he hasn't been very complimentary of Precious's game. Let's, we have to be honest about that, but he has expressed that he wants to see Precious playing as many minutes as he did last year. And maybe even more, like at the start of the season, when Precious' struggles, when he was healthy, perceived struggles, perceived defensive lapses, all that kind of stuff, uh, they, they were talked about, you know, in, in the media by Nick. But also in that same vein, he was saying, I wanted to play Precious close to 30 minutes a game this year. I'm not seeing what I want to see. Um, hopefully, Precious does get to that point in time. His defense, and if he can shoot and put the ball on the floor and all that kind of stuff, uh, if he gets to that point, um, that that really does help the Raptors a lot because it, it just bolsters their front court so much. and It does make their defense more viable. A defense that wasn't good tonight and hasn't been good for a long portion of the season um, It would help a lot. And, and the offense is obviously great. Boucher, once again, just that infectious energy. I thought he was awesome. Juancho Hernan Gomez hit a three, you know, r- rotated to the glass, made slick moves as a cutter. He's really great in rotation, got deflections. And it's just like, man, if he shot the three, he was at 27% coming into this game, right? People who listen to this podcast know very well how much I've raved about Juancho's overall floor game. He's a very heady player. He makes great decisions. If he was shooting like 35% from three, he could be playing like 25 minutes a game on this team. Really, he, he could. And it could be him out there and he could be such a good placeholder until Precious really figures out what he wants, what he's doing, until Coloco really figures out game to game. Like just being able to have Wancho to throw out there would be so nice. One for two from three in this game. I hope this type of shooting, even though it's only one for two continues, because if he's able to keep himself on the floor, it's another rotation piece for the Raptors. But once again, all this said, this is still the Hornets, 11 and 31. Now, this is not a very good team that the Raptors played. They have to be able to do this against the good teams. And at the very least, they have to be able to do this against Charlotte on Thursday. For many people listening Tomorrow for some people I guess it's 1 a.m when I'm recording this, so everybody tomorrow uh, <laughs> and um, and they have to be able to do it against the Hawks then, and they have to be able to do it against the Knicks in New York and they they just have to string together a run. You can't kind of like do two one, one two, one three, you know two, one, two, one, one like they can't have that happen if they want before this trade deadline comes up to prove their mettle, to prove like, hey, this team is worth not only investing in, but not dismantling, right? These guys have to show a significant floor and to some level, a significant ceiling. They just have to have a stretch that could convince the front office, that could convince the fan base. That part's less important uh, for the team but that's very important for everybody listening. You wanna be convinced that your team is good because right now they're 18 and 23 and none of the metrics indicate that they're good. I'll tell you this much. The film doesn't indicate that this is a good team. I think you could make the case that they are not as bad as their record, certainly. But if they're only 500, right? This team is not as good as people thought. If they have five games, or let's say, you know, they have three games, they're 21 and 20 at this point instead of 18 and 23. That is a worse record than people would have expected coming into the season. They want to be like Cleveland right now, like 26 and 16, or maybe even Brooklyn. Like you want to be upper. The Raptors had continuity coming from last season. They have they have outstanding performances like Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi on a night-to-night basis. And they have like the the development of guys like Scotty Barnes and Precious Chua. None of that has come together in lockstep. None of that has coalesced. They need that to happen. Quite frankly, they need it quickly. And we'll see. Oh, by the way, I didn't mention Gary um, as far as like guys who are having great seasons. Gary's been awesome. I think over his last eight games, he's averaging like 25 points per game. I wrote about this earlier on in the season when he wasn't shooting the three-pointer well, that he's making the best decisions of his career. Um, That has bore out. Because I, I had said in that piece, right, that the way Gary is playing, He's sustaining his game with way better decision making. And it's going to make his explosions when that shooting comes back around into just this really great offensive player. He's been so good. Um, Gary deserves so much love for the season he's having. Not only going from like starter to bench, to starter to bench, like being flip-flopped, but just coming out every game, making the right decisions in the in the avenues that he has, like getting downhill a little bit more, taking that extra dribble, hitting floaters, you know not leaning into some of the harder shots that are available to him, moving the ball a little bit more, like all this stuff, just really, really impressive. And that was also present in tonight's game. He was awesome. So yeah, it's a it's a, it's a fun game for sure. Uh, it was, I thought the audience was good. You know, the arena was in, in a good spot. Everybody was having a good time. The Raptors were getting plenty of offense. Everybody loves to watch offense. <laughs> the NBA has noticed that rules have been bent and changed to um appeal to that and the raptors in this one they found that 132 to 120. and uh the reggie evans award winner hmm i feel like i want to give it to christian coloco he's just he hustles man he really does and he has the length um length plus hustle is a recipe for at the very least something and and that is very very important um, when that is met with great feel for the game, when that's met with ball skills or or great decision making, all that kind of stuff, it becomes something even more special. And uh, it was um, it was absolutely awesome to see this game. You know, it, most importantly in this game, obviously the shot making, yes, but having that that zone defense of Precious and Chris and Christian, and having that backbone, and yes, Gary's shot making paired with those guys, like having a lineup of of Precious, Chris, Christian, Malachi, and Gary win you minutes even like hardly lose minutes if that was the case right would be really meaningful just minutes 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 and they found a way in this game so that was awesome to see they deserve a ton of credit top top quick reaction comment from bob coos quote the ball was moving everyone touched it and contributed i like and tonight for leaving malachi on the floor as the last second unit guy to come off Defense was decent tonight. Charlotte gets credit for hitting some long contested threes, end quote. Okay, so I butchered that. If anybody heard me reading that, I struggled through that. Um, yeah, the, the ball was really, really moving tonight. That was awesome to see. Some of that is the Raptors having a better approach. Some of that is lesser defense from Charlotte, You know, especially at the point of attack. like Guys like Gary, um, Fred can get downhill a little bit easier because it's so easy to steer Lamelo off of his line. as like a a screen navigator he got lost so many times you know late in the game fred had that huge assist where he just reroutes and then snakes the pick and roll completely loses lamello and sprays the pass to the corner for three um where og hit it awesome shot og and um leaving maokai on the floor as the last second unit guy to come off i don't i don't think maokai had an awesome game in this one this is where maybe and by the way bob this doesn't mean you're wrong um it could mean i'm wrong whatever it is uh, there's a lot of different takeaways to have of what a guy is doing on an NBA floor. There's just so much basketball being played by 10 guys at once. You can't pay attention to everything. But I didn't really like Malachi's game tonight, to be honest with you. So um, you're noticing something different than I am, which doesn't have to be a bad thing at all. In fact, it could be a very good one. And yes, Charlotte hit a lot of long threes, particularly Terry Rozier. Thanks for writing in, Bob. Thanks for listening in, listener. Where they got into this in the morning or at night, Have a blessed day and goodbye.